What is the story, everyone? Welcome on back to another episode of Chat Shit Get Smart with your boy, Keelan Desmond. I don't know why I had to actually say my name. I presume the vast majority of you know who I am. But if not, lovely to meet you. And thank you very, very much for listening. Today's episode is going to be a Q&A. So for y'all who don't know what a Q&A means, that stands for question and answers. <laughs> Yesterday on my Instagram, I put up a question box and I got 10 questions in. I'm going to take 10 questions. I'm not one of these people who get who gets hundreds of questions put in. That's not me. So I'm going to take 10. Not bad. And I'm going to tr- go through all 10 questions. There are a few serious ones. Oh, no. Nine questions. I come to the wrong. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Nine questions. So I'll go through all nine. Some serious ones and some not so serious ones. Um. So yeah, it's not too bad. I will get straight into these now. Actually, before I do, I would just like to say I hope you're all keeping well, looking after ourselves and enjoying ourselves. Yeah, that's about it. First question is... It'd be handy if my phone didn't go black at me. There we go. First question. Favourite primary school memory from the kid out in Australia? Favourite primary school memory? To be fair, there's been lots of good times from the primary school days. Fuck, it feels like forever ago. Mainly because it was forever ago. Do you know one of the, the main things from primary school is that I've lifelong friends from primary school. Like my best friends, my close group of friends, they're from primary school since I was five, six years old up to now I'm 27. I've still been friends with them my whole life. Except for Andrew Joyce. He kind of came in as a bit of a blowing when he was maybe nine or ten years old from Limerick. Or did he come from Clare? Fuck it, he's a bit of a traveller, that boy. But um, yeah, so I've been friends with him my whole life. And that's one of the biggest things I have kind of taken away from primary school and some of the best memories from primary school is just having some lifelong friends from it. And yeah, that's been brilliant. But if you look back in it too, there's some fucking hilarious moments too. The old Skeenish goal, we all know that. Primary school Gaelic football or hurling. So our school, Crab Lane, you could say is rather shite or was rather, rather shite. Rather shite at uh, Gaelic football and hurling. But that is until the boys from the year, what, 2005 came along? When we won it, we won in 2005. Do you hear that? First ever boys team to ever win the Skeeners goal from Crab Lane. And I'm sure, have they done it since? Maybe once. But yeah, the school was shy to Gaelic football. But we came along and changed that. We changed it. We beat Ryan in Division F9, <laughs> which is horrendous for anybody who doesn't know. Up in Parky Ring, pissing rain. It was a December day, I think, was it? It was in December. Not nice. I remember running around to the pitch. And for some reason, we had a set of good jerseys and a set of shit jerseys. And for the final, we got the shit jerseys. And I was nobody understood what was going on. Fucking manky short sleeve things. And then you remember with this, in the finals up in Parky Ring in the Skeeter School, you have to line up. And like all, all the people from the school are up in the stands in your face and them. And the announcer calls out all your names and you kind of take a step out from the line. You give a big wave up to the crowd. <laughs> Fucking brilliant times. Brilliant. But the game's going anyway. Second half, all going well. 
Keelan Desmond goes up for a ball. One arm goes up. The wrist snaps. Break my arm in the fucking Skinner Skull final. At the time, biggest moment of my life. Park your ring. Fucking hundreds in the crowd. If not fucking millions. Millions watching around the world. <laughs> Break my wrist. Balling crying, sure. Absolutely balling crying. I remember going off onto the side of the pitch. And uh, fucking God bless the lollipop lady. I'm after forgetting her name. I'm going to say it's either Mary or Anne. Probably not Mary or Anne, but it's more than likely going to be one of those names. Uh, she had a scarf. Fuck it, she disregarded the cold on that wintry day and wrapped it around my my broken wrist. And um, we won the match anyway, obviously. As I said earlier, we won. So we're getting our pictures taken anyway for the newspapers and all that. So we're all in a big fucking huddle. And there's me, tears running out my arm. <laughs> tears running out my arm. Tears running out my face. And my arm in a pink scarf. Great times. And it was all videotaped as well. So this is all on videotape. Um, great memory from that as well. Great memory from that. What else? One picture that always stands in my mind. <laughs> we, were we were down. This is primary school as well. Down in the Atlantic Pond. And we were doing like stuff to do with like bugs and all like the nature and all that. And remember they were pooters. <laughs> You put your, it's like a plastic tube and there's a straw in it. And you have to suck the ants into the tube. And there's a picture of me holding on to a pooter <laughs> with a bug inside it. And at the time, I had like a mop of hair. But on that day, I decided to spike that mop up. <laughs> so I had a big spiky head holding on to a pooter. <laughs> oh, fuck it. That's up there too. One of my best memories. But yeah, primary school, I fucking great time. Great time. And I like I think if I saw anybody from that class now, it would be like we never ever left. Great bunch of people that I'm I'm actually in contact with quite a lot of people from that class. From the class even above me and below me. So um yeah, great time for everybody in that school and I'm sure my closest group of friends are from that class. So top lads, top school, great times. And Skeener Skull winners never forget. Um, second question is biggest animal you think you could take in a fight? Oh, for fuck's sake. Biggest animal you think you could take in a fight? I actually don't. I don't know. A fucking cat? I think I could beat a cat. But that's not that big, is it? You say a dog, but dogs come in numerous sizes. And there's some dogs that would kick the shit out of me. What else? I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Not the best question, but we're going to roll with it. I'd kick the shit out of a cat. There you go. <laughs> Done. Quick one. <laughs> Third question. What do you do when feeling anxious? Okay. Nice serious one. This is actually something that I've gotten much better at this year. And... What I do when I feel anxious is, because we all know when we're feeling anxious, we start to get a bit flustered, our mind races, our heart rate goes up. And what I do is, I'm first of all like, okay, I'm like, fuck it, I'm actually anxious here, and I acknowledge it. And then I kind of go to my breath, I'm like, how am I breathing? And normally, my breathing's after picking up, I'm after breathing faster. So I kind of regulate that. I take a few deep breaths, I'm like, cool the jets, they're now healing for two seconds. And then I relax all my muscles. So I relax my body because your body will also tense up when you're anxious. 
So just relax your body and cool the jets with the breathing. And you'll find you might still be feeling that small bit of anxiousness in the pit of your stomach, but it's not going to be as bad. You're not going to be as panicky. Um, but that's all I do. And it's not like it works fucking 100% of the time. And it's not like I do it 100% of the time. But when I catch myself in those anxious states, that's when I kind of do my kind of checklist. I'm like, right, how's my breath? As in not like, how's my breath? Is it stanky or not? I'm like, how am I <laughs> how am I breathing? And am I tensed up? And nine times out of ten, you're going to be breathing faster and you're going to be tense. So just try focus on those two things. Um, and that's what gets me out of getting too hung up about feeling anxious. Very good. I like that one. Because it's a feeling I think quite a lot of people get overwhelmed by. They start to feel anxious and they're like, fuck it, I have anxiety. Like, they, they kind of say, I have anxiety if they start to feel it. And I don't think that's the case. I think you just feel it and you don't know how to deal with it properly. But when you can deal with that anxious feeling, I think you kind of can overcome it a bit quicker. All right. Next question. Okay. Hmm. Thoughts about young people in brackets before 25 being in a long-term relationship. So I think we're saying... Young people are under, under the age of 25. So everybody over the age of 25, sorry to break it, yeah, but you're old. Um, and all you under 25, congratulations, you are young. Well, I'm probably, first of all, not the right person to be ans asking about this because I was a, an old single man there for far too long. So, But I'm going to give my two cents on it. Two sides to every story and there's two sides to this. I think if you meet somebody when you're young, that's all well and good. You fall madly in love. It's the best thing ever. But as you grow up, I think you can either go two ways. You can either grow together. You can develop together in a similar manner. And you can kind of live your lives in a very similar way. Or as you grow older, you can just develop in different ways. Your interests are different. I think... It depends how things go. I think, can, can it work? I think it can. I know people who have met while they're young and they're living their best lives now. But I've also know people who have been going out since they were very young and it didn't work out because they grew up differently. They just developed in different ways and that is completely normal. And then I think when you are, let's say, after 25, I do think you have a better understanding of who you are. I think you're more obviously developed like emotionally um so yeah i think it can go two ways i think of course it can work if you're under 25 um but also you it can go tits up and it can be the worst thing ever there's a lot of life to be there's a lot of life to be lived and if you're staying with the same person and if you're not 100 percent, you're like fuck it am i like am i wasting my time i've been with this person since i've been fucking 12 and i'm 23 now like is that a long time to be in a committed relationship at that age, probably. But as I said, I am not one to talk about this, but that is just my two cents in it. Um, Yeah. But if, yeah, fuck it, I, I could go on. I could go on. I could go on, but I'm not going to. Um, next, because I don't want to keep everybody here for too long listening to this voice. <laughs> the next one. Okay. Thoughts on drugs every ever so often. Hopefully my parents don't listen to this. Thoughts on drugs ever so often. Okay. 
first of all, the devil is in the dose. So that's the first thing. I'm not saying go in and do whatever you want, but if you look at alcohol, I always, for some reason, go back to alcohol. Alcohol is the biggest drug available to us. We have all seen what alcohol can do to people on nights out. It completely makes a fool out of people. People turn into dickheads on alcohol, and there's no two ways about that. That is the biggest drug out there. And like what it's the same place alcohol. Every so often, every so often you have it in your grand. The devil's in the dose. Too much alcohol, and you're absolutely shit faced making a fool of yourself. But just the right amount, and you're enjoying yourself. And if you go onto the drug aspect of it, it's a small bit like it's a small bit fucking dodgy in a way. Because obviously, like you hear all these fucking horror stories, but in the same time, that's because of drug abuse. I have no bother with anybody taking any sort of drug as long as they're not impacting anybody else in their life. Like, we all know fucking the old Charlie Sheen is rampant these days. I can hold my hand up and say I've never partaken in taking the Charlie Sheen. Um, but I have nothing against anybody who has done it. I'm not here to judge anybody who has. Um, but it's just not my thing. It is not my thing. I am fascinated in the whole psychedelic realm of things i find that amazing how you can take something and it alters your just your vision almost like you see things in a such a clearer way um and at the end of the day it's probably fucking a lot of these things come from the ground in the psychedelic route um so it can't be that bad for you but as i said i'm not the biggest fan of any of those things because i don't like the feeling of not being in control of my own body and emotions too much like we all know that feeling when we're fucking polluted and you have just no control i'm not the biggest fan of that so i don't think i would like taking any of those fucking drugs too often because i don't think it would sit with me too well because i don't like the feeling of not being in control but back to the question i'm off on a fucking tangent thoughts on drugs every so often i'm not against it only if you are not impacting other people in your life in a negative way so if you're taking these drugs every second week, but you're making a complete tear yourself and you're causing havoc in your family, then obviously don't do it. But if you're doing it in a good environment, which I think is a big thing, um, and I'm talking like psychedelics here, if you're taking psychedelics in a good environment with like-minded people and you're just there to experience it, then go for it, enjoy yourself. It's your life. Who am I to judge? Okay, we are going full 360 here. Um, is six days a week training enough? Six days a week training enough. Okay, so I'm gonna pres- I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna presume that's uh, let's say general let- like muscle gain in the gym resistance training, and I am going to say on that more than enough. And my question back to that would be, why is six days a week is it not enough? Like if you can't fit enough quality work into six days then you are you are you are doing something wrong another thing your recovery capabilities must be absolutely outstanding to recover from six days of hard training and if you train six days a week i'm going to wonder if you are training quite hard because i know if i was to train six days a week i would be absolutely bollocks on that six day and i wouldn't be able to put in a proper session i think for the 
majority of people, the sweet spot lands in that three to four days a week because what are your goals? Are you looking to be a pro bodybuilder? Are you looking just to put on a small bit of muscle? Ask yourself the question, what is your goal? If you're looking to make yourself look a bit better, if you want to put on a bit of muscle, lose a bit of body fat, four days a week is plenty. And if you still realistically want to live a life, four days a week is more than enough. I think a lot of people who are training six days a week have no clue about what volume they're doing, how many sets of back, chest, tricep, bicep, quad, hamstring, glute. How many sets are you doing a week? Do you have your volume dispersed properly throughout the week? Are you focusing on your recovery? How are you sleeping? Are you eating sufficient calories to meet your goals? Is your macronutrient ratio sufficient? Are your micronutrients um, sufficient? There are so many other factors that can play into you succeeding. So I just think six days a week is not essential for the majority of people. Um, but if anybody's any questions regarding six days a week training or anything like that, if they are wondering why not or why should you, just drop me a message and I will be more than happy to help you. But also in saying that, I was a six day a week trainee. I've been there, done that, worn the t-shirt, made no progress. I know how it feels and I'm telling you it is not worth it. My life revolved around the gym, getting in six days a week. Every bit of clothing I own just fucking stank of a gym. Like I remember on a Saturday, I go into work on Saturday morning, in for eight. I go home maybe four o'clock, grand. So I'm tired now, a day's work competing. I'd eat and I go back into the gym in town. I drive back into town, back into the gym, train till maybe half six, home, eat again. Like it was just my life. And I was doing that Monday to Friday too. Train Saturday and I had Sunday off. And I did shit all Sunday. Just stayed in like a fucking loser. Oh, those days really annoyed me. But would I have changed them? No, because I know what people go through now when they're kind of in this fanatic phase of the gym and it's just everything in their life. I've been there and there's more to life than going to the gym six days a week. And can you make progress training four days a week? Yes. I've gained more muscle training four days a week than I have training six days. I always try to say, try and do more with less. So you have less work to do, but fucking hell, give that work that you have been given. Give that everything you have and make a quality. Make a quality and you will make serious progress. Um, next question. I'm enjoying these ones. What made you get into the fitness industry? Okay. So I got into it. When did I do my PT course? Start 2017 or something? So maybe PTing around four years now. Train, train, train. Yeah, let's say four on average. We round it out. And before that, I think, you know, before I've said it before, I was in Debenhams. As always, rest in peace, Debenhams. You will never be forgotten. You always have a place in my heart. And in all seriousness, no. Seriousness, no. That was a fucking ram. That, was a, that wasn't even a word, was it? Or a sentence. I think working in retail is a great, great way to learn how to deal with people. And I just think getting out, dealing with the public is something that everybody should do at some stage in their lives. So kind of, I was dealing with the public for a few years. I was talking to people every day and I got used to talking to people and I got half decent at it. And I always had an interest in health and fitness since I was a young fellow. I was always playing sports. I fucking dabbled in every bit of sport. So I was like, fucking, I'm enjoying this kind of sport. And I, I was like, um, 
I was always looking up. I was always looking up bits to, uh, to do with sport as well. I was interested in nutrition. I was looking up different. Like I was always interested in exercise selection. And I was I was always interested in it. And then everybody in Devon is like, "Why don't you just do a PT course? Just do it." And one thing led to the other. I did my PT course and got a job in the gym and just went balls deep in it. Probably not the best way of saying it, but I went balls deep in it. <laughs> and I'm still doing it and I love it. It's People get into the PT industry though and they expect to be training like athletes from the outset. And sorry to break to anybody who is looking to get in, that's not going to be the case. You're going to be training people who are going to be beginners, who have injuries, who aren't able to do what you do. So just because you train a certain way does not mean you're going to PT people that way. There's so many things you have to learn when you get out there. Another thing, your PT course you do is going to not going to, like the one I did was shit. I learned nothing on it. You learn on the job the majority of the time. So do your PT course, just get it done, and then really learn when you're out in the job. Look, look up to people who have been working in the industry for longer than you. Ask for advice. Do extra courses outside of it. Just continue to learn. You can never know enough in this fitness industry. Um, but yeah, but just keep. But um, another thing people don't understand when they get into the fitness industry is the hours you'll have to do, late finishes, and then you're back in early in the morning. Get used to that. But you just—it's part of it. You have to earn your time. You have to just do it. Get your experience, get your clientele up, get your name out there, and before you know it, you'll be making a decent living off personal training. I still have to get there myself, but we'll get there. Don't, don't you worry. You fall in love with the process, as they say. You fall in love with the process. Last two questions here now. I'm after keeping you a bit longer than normal, so I will fly through these. Um, oh, I like it. I like this one. Thoughts on OnlyFans. Okay. Ask yourself this, you have a son or daughter and they say to you in the morning, I have a new job. You're saying, brilliant, what's your job? I'm on OnlyFans. What's your reaction? Delete the fucking thing, would you, you little dirty bitch. <laughs> That's what you'd be like. That's what you'd be like. I don't think it's a permanent way to make money, obviously. It's not permanent. Like... And if you say it is, I'm going to disagree with you. It's a quick book, you could say. Even though I've seen you on Nevo. If you don't know Nevo, just admit it, you know Nevo. She's making a killing. Like, where is she? Is she living in Turkey or something? I don't know, but she's making an absolute killing. But you wonder how long that's going to last. I, I just wonder how long it's going to last. But as well, ultimately, it all boils down to at the end of the day, each to their own. If somebody wants to get fucking naked on camera and get people to record it, fair fair play to them at the end of the day. But if it was a daughter or a son of mine doing it, I wouldn't be a fan. Um, I don't think it's the best way to make money. Selling yourself fucking for a bit of money. Not my thing, but each to their own. And if you can do it, fucking away you go. Who am I to judge you at the end of the day? Nobody is perfect on this planet. Last question. Last question. Best book you have read this year? Best book you've read this year. Okay. I have my bookshelf out in front of me. And I'm going to give two. 
fuck do I remember half them here now so one here now I'm going to rip it down Notes on a Nervous Planet by Matt Haig cracker such an easy read and it just resonated with me and I still actually and I do indeed I still have bits um, like folded over that I just want to go back to all the time and I'm actually going to go through them again because I think it's just good for everybody to hear I've I've read this passage out before on another podcast episode not another podcast i've never been on another podcast but i just think this is a good passage to read out and hopefully you kind of get something from it so it is the particular chapter is called how to be happy and it go, hopefully i don't fuck this up reading it now so don't compare your actual self to a hypothetical self don't drown in a sea of what ifs don't clutter your mind by imagining other versions of you in parallel universes where you made different decisions. The internet age encourages choice and comparison, but don't do not do this to yourself. Comparison is the thief of joy, said Theodore Roosevelt. You are you. The past is the past. The only way to make a better life is from inside the present. To focus on regret does nothing but turn that very present into another thing you will wish you did differently. Accept your own reality. Be human enough to make mistakes. Be human enough not to dread the future. Be human enough to be well enough. Accepting where you are in life makes it so much easier to be happy for other people without feeling terrible about yourself. To be brutally honest, I actually go back on that little, and like that's the whole chapter, by the way. It's a very short book. Um, I go back in that chapter quite often, have read off it, and it always resonates with me and always makes me think, like, be human enough to make mistakes is so true. We all make mistakes. Just don't be afraid to fail. It happens. Shit happens. Like You are you. The past is the past. The only way to make a better life is from the present. Like, fucking hell. If that doesn't resonate with you, you're stone cold. Stone cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and even another part here I've uh, folded over from previous readings. How, how to be kinder about yourself. I'm not going to read all this now because it's a bit bigger, but Simple things. Think of people you have loved. Change your perspective of how you view photos of yourself. Love imperfections. Don't try to be like someone who already exists. That's very, very true, by the way. Don't worry when people don't like you. Another fucking massive thing. And what else is here? That's good. Never let a stranger's negative opinion of you become your own negative opinion of you. Just because somebody random on the street says something to you that you don't know, does that mean like that does not mean that that is true? So don't get too hung up about it. And what else is here? No, that's good. Do something somewhere in the day that isn't work or duty or the internet. So something fun, as he said here: dance, kick a ball, make burritos, play some music, play Pac-Man, stroke a dog, learn an instrument, anything, just like that, just to get your fucking mind moving that isn't work related um so that's that book anyway it's just such a good book notes on a nervous planet savage so that's be non-fiction i'm going to pick a fiction skippy dies by paul murray um irish author based in dublin the book i can't really speak about it too much because the story i don't want to give it away but it's absolutely brilliant it's a big it's a shagging big book now i'll tell you that small words Loads of pages, very intimidating, but I got in, I just couldn't put it down. I was obsessed with it. I just wanted to know what was happening. It's tragic, though. It's a sad book, 
but so 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 good so note on a nervous planet and skippy dies are my two books and that is that all the questions done so longest podcast by far but i have enjoyed it thoroughly on that note i'm gonna leave it thank you all for listening i really appreciate every single one of you who listens i really do i will talk to you all very soon you know what's coming quick share on instagram be fantastic goodbye Bye.